You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. And the number is 800-922-6680. 800-922-6680. If you want to comment on anything we are talking about today... Chris Plant's new show debuted on Newsmax last night, The Right Squad. It was good. It was good. Right after the uh, the balance, Eric Bowling and Rob Schmidt tonight, which is, uh, I mean, it's just a great lineup. A really good lineup. Greg Kelly later on, and uh, uh, very nice, uh, very nice lineup for Newsmax, uh, providing a real alternative to those who are sick and tired of the nonsense of Fox News. So uh, uh, it was a good show, and then uh, we'll, we'll be getting ratings uh, of what happened last week. The first week that Tucker was no longer with Fox, uh, Newsmax went through the ceiling, uh, through the 200, 300% increase across the board, which is unheard of, by the way. Um, and so we will see how this uh, goes. But, you know, as long as we're, you know, given content that uh, is awesome and you can trust. And I'm going to tell you this real quick. Chris Plant doesn't BS. Chris Plant literally worked in the Pentagon for a decade. Chris Plant has worked for CNN. Uh, and he brings a wealth of knowledge like I've never known in my life. He is my sensei. He has been for many years. I've known him since about 2004. And he doesn't change his stripes. That's a great thing about Chris Plant. Last night, there was a diversity of opinions on there. There was uh, Mercedes Schlapp on there. Uh, Jen uh, Pellegrino, Matt Gates owned it. And it was really good. Um, I, I don't remember the other guy's name. I just drew a blank. But anyway, uh, a great, great show. And, and we're kind of uh, asking you if you think Newsmax should hire Tucker Carlson. So what we need you to do is just text the word event to 39747, 39747, to uh, find out. Uh, and then tell us, hey, man, do you think we ought to get Tucker on uh, Newsmax? That would be, um, it would be gigantic. I would be his hairdresser. I swear to God, I'd do anything. I just want to meet the guy. I'm a big fan. Um, but a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit, oh, yeah. Uh, postal carriers now, the latest to have been uh, hit by the uh, surge in violence across the country and robberies. Normally, they've been reserved to... Uh, Democrat-run enclaves like San Francisco, which is just turning into uh, hell on earth. Postal carriers around the nation are outraged with a 78% surge in robberies, often at gunpoint. You know, you got the old joke about dogs going after postmen, which is uh, something very serious, by the way, a joke at all. Letter carriers are demanding the United States Postal Service take action to protect its employees from armed crooks. They're going to electrify all the the, uh, vehicles in the uh, post office fleet, so... They might be able to get away from the robbers very quickly, but uh, they'll run out of uh, uh, battery power just a few blocks down. So 496 robberies committed last year. The assailant used a weapon. 31 postal workers have been uh, injured, and I guess this only means one thing. We need some sort of uh, crisis counselors to ride with the, uh, with the postal workers, with the postal workers as they, uh, as they do their appointed rounds. Hey, did you hear uh, Robert De Niro? Robert De Niro is going to be a father. Robert De Niro is 79 years old. He is not saying who the baby mama is, but uh, he is going to be a father. Uh, many of you will recall that there have been some famous uh, older fathers, and generally what happens is uh, they die pretty quickly. Uh, Tony Randall uh, used to be on a TV show called The Odd Couple about 20 years ago. He said, I'm a father at 79, and then he clutched his heart, and like three days later he died. So uh, uh, anyway, I'm, I'm not a big fan of waiting to have kids until you're, you know, pushing 80 years old to be like Joe Biden saying, I'm going to become a father, and the thing, and the thing, and the thing. Uh, here's Jim Gossett. 
as a that's my baby Robert De Niro it's mine I don't mean maybe yes sir I'm a daddy now hey Bobby how surprised were you a little bit a little bit my <laughs> name's Bob De Niro my I Q is zero I'm a socialist and how I'm 79. 79. I'm 79. I can't believe that little baby's mine. Well, you hope it is. Yes, sir. We're not married, Tiffany. My child she carried. Yes, sir. I'll be leaving town. Hang on. Hey, you know, I, uh, my wife and I debated having a third child um, for about three minutes. I, I'm, I wish I were kidding. After our daughter was born, we got her home. My wife says, maybe we should have a third. And just as I started to say, you know, she said, no, nah, maybe not. That was it. <laughs> that was it. And I got to tell you, I think I have the energy for it. I really do. Because I'm a kid, I'm a I'm a I'm a big kid. All right, I I relished being uh, you know I was a I was a toy for my kids when they were toddlers. I was the toy. I was the one they rode around and played. And I, I still have that energy. I really do. It's it's hard to believe, but uh, I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to have an infant right now. I might consider adopting you know somebody a little bit older, uh, maybe a twenty year old Swedish teenage bikini model, just because she needs a place to stay. I'm just saying, I want to help. I want to help. I feel the need. Um, by the way, uh, real quick for those of you who are paying attention, Jordan Neely is the person they're trying to make into the next George Floyd. It's not working very well because um, the uh, guy who uh, who made him uh, lose consciousness, uh, there's more support for him. He is uh, ex-Marine Daniel Penny, and he grappled with, uh, with uh, this uh, Jordan Neely for a while, put him in a chokehold, and ultimately uh, he never res- uh, came back, and they say it was a compression injury, although... He was high on K2, which is synthetic weed. Um, did a little research on synthetic weed. People do really bad things on synthetic weeds. Uh, sometimes uh, the synthetic cannabinoids uh, result in mood swings, anxiety, and paranoia, suicidal thoughts, tremors, seizures, and fits, hallucinations, uh, psychotic episodes, which in extreme cases could last for two weeks. Uh, at 227, Jordan Neely got, uh, they, they, they were phone calls coming from the, the car, from people on the car. None of them were saying, oh my God, this Marine is trying to take down this poor homeless dude. No, they were all going, hey man, we need somebody here because this dry guy, we don't know if he's going to try and kill everybody, but there's a guy over here trying to subdue him. That's what it was. Uh, at 227, two calls received, one telling of threats being made on the train and another describing a rider armed with a knife or gun. That's George Neely. A uh, call uh, reporting an assault in progress was at 229, 230. A second call reporting somebody making threats on the F train. Those calls were merely a summary of the many calls placed to police during the altercation. Uh, by the way, Neely was uh, being abusive, uh, menacing passengers, complaining he was hungry and ready to die or go to jail for life. Now, if you were on an airplane, what would you do to the person who was being uh, uh, menacing people and saying he was ready to die or be jailed for life? What would you do? Well, you'd choke the crap out of him, wouldn't you? You'd do whatever it takes. 
The death is divided the city, whether Penny, who is not being charged with anything, is a killer or a hero. I would venture to say the city is being divided 95 to 5 in favor of the Marine who did this. Who did, because this is happening. NBC News reports, NBC New York reports he was homeless, schizophrenic, self-medicating with K2 cannabinoids. His family, of course, is all of a sudden uh, very concerned about Jordan Neely. Uh, and listen, it's a terrible tragedy. It is a terrible tragedy. And I'm going to tell you, this man needed help. And I, and I wrote on Twitter the other day, he's a 30-year-old man. And, and if I was this man's father, I, I would be agonizing over this. I would be agonizing. Why is he still wandering around the subway? Why is he self-medicating with K2? What, why? Where's the family? Where's, where's the mental health? Uh, uh, where's, where's the tax dollars going, right? To help out people with these. With the, and, and it's happening all over the country, by the way. What do you think these homeless encampments in, in, in California are? Drug addicted? Mostly? And uh, many, many very, very mentally ill. Mentally ill. It's, uh, it's pretty sad. San Francisco's exodus is, con- is, uh, is con- continuing. T-Mobile is shuttering its uh, flagship store after Nordstrom and Saks Fifth Avenue shut up shop. I, I, as far as I'm concerned, let them, let them fall off a cliff. I, let, let them fall off a cliff. Let California fall off a cliff. Uh, and that's what appears to be happening in uh, Democrat-run enclaves around the country. 40,000-square-foot uh, Nordstrom rack on Market Street, going to shutter July 1st. Uh, the flagship unit. And then there's a Nordstrom's at Westfield's uh, San, San Francisco Center, going to close by August. Spokesman for Westfield said the move underscored the deteriorating situation in the district. Current environment is not sustainable for the community or businesses, and we are hopeful the city will implement the changes that are so urgently needed. Well, don't hold your breath, fool, because uh, they keep electing the same morons. Yeah. Whole Foods temporarily closed its flagship uh, location in the city, citing safety fears for its staff. So there's that. Trinity Whole Foods uh, suffered problems from the moment it opened with managers in October reducing operating hours due to high theft, hostile uh, visitors. And then, of course, they found QR codes with syringes and pipes in the bathroom. And then uh, there were no more baskets available for shoppers because all 250 of them had been stolen. And what is what is uh, what does San Francisco do? Oh, they say you could steal a thousand dollars worth of stuff and get away with it. Well, how well has that worked for San Francisco? And then this, for those of you who are down with legalizing all drugs, you uh, you uh, I wouldn't even call you libertarians. I just say I don't even know. The most hippie town in Washington State is banning drugs after a spike in overdoses, including a five-year-old. Yeah. Bellingham, Washington, once labeled the most hippie town in the state, is now attempting to take drastic action to outlaw public public drug use after statewide decriminalization two years ago led to a spike in crime and overdoses. This isn't your dad's weed, guys. Fentanyl is not your dad's heroin either. (laughs) The city's fire department has responded to 223 overdoses, 2.5 overdoses calls a day. Between January and mid-April, there was a guy who literally uh, was dead on a park bench for 12 hours. And then uh, police arrived and found that there was a five-year-old foaming at the mouth. The child died after getting into mom and dad's fentanyl. Now, uh, the left has had their 
has had their way in this country. And I think we can say uh, without equivocation that their policies are absolute failures. Their economic policies and certainly, certainly their uh, uh, police defunding. They've all failed. But uh, they appear to be doubling down on many of them in many cities. And as far as I'm concerned, let them fail. Let them fail. Not one ounce of federal tax money going to the morons in charge of these, uh, of these uh, towns. Let's go to uh, Mel in Saratoga Springs, the uh, uh, horse racing capital of America, if I'm not mistaken, with the exception of last weekend. Uh, Mel, welcome to the show, man. What's on your mind today? Yes, thank you for taking my call, Rob. Yes, yes. Um, if you look at uh, Warren Wilhelm, uh, the socialist, which socialist, who, but so we all know that socialism leads to communism. But Warren Wilhelm de Blasio, uh, who <laughs> changed his name to de Blasio from Wilhelm, <laughs> yes. he's, he's a German descent. But his wife there, and him too, there he's is culpable. Uh, you were talking about those uh, that, that suffer from mental illness and are self-medicating and, and have these violent episodes through uh, not getting the right treatment. You know, there was like, I think it was it was between 700 and something like a million dollars, or 800,000, uh, 700,000 or, or to a million dollars in that area. That came yeah. up missing, that this Charlene de Blasio had gotten from taxpayers uh, to fund a program in New York City that was going to help out mental illness. Well, obviously, this is probably a product of what did not uh, occur as far as someone getting treatment. Yeah, and by the way, let me let me just share this real quick. Hold on. This is uh there was 1 billion dollars, 1 billion missing from the New York City mental health program. Son went to uh, unused diversion centers. So the money was completely wasted. And you're right, Mel. I think you can lay this at the feet of Bill de Blasi and and his lousy crooked wife. That's a great point, my friend. I, I appreciate that 100%. This is what Democrats do. This is what Democrats do. They propose something. They're trying it all over the country. They proposed a billion dollars for mental health programs. And what the hell we got? We got people being shoved in front of train cars in New York City. And we've got incidents like that. And, and where did Bill de Blasio and his glorious wife go? To Cuba? Why haven't we heard from them lately? That's a great point, Mel. I appreciate it. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. For all those who are sick and tired of people moving to D.C. and spending their entire lives telling us how to live ours, it's The Rob Carson Show. Yeah, you know, Mel made a great point that uh, in 2015, Charlene McRae, the wife of then-Mayor Bill de Blasio created this uh, this uh, big slush fund called Thrive NYC, about a billion dollars for uh, mental health. Here she is announcing it. Whoop, if I can get it to play. Hold on one second. Here we are. I am the first lady of New York City. In any given year, one in five adult New Yorkers is dealing with a diagnosable mental health condition, which means that one way or another, every family in our city has been touched by mental illness. Now, this was uh, eight years ago, and uh, I don't know if you remember this. If you're not from New York, you may not remember this. But apparently, uh, $850 million, uh, close to a billion dollars, just disappeared. They don't even know where the hell it went. So uh, if you want to look for somebody to blame with regard to Jordan Neely, there are a lot of people to blame. Don't get me wrong. 
Uh, one of them is not the Republican Party. Uh, one of them is not the uh, Marine who took him down. But one of them certainly is this woman and her husband, Bill de Blasio, who, uh, as Democrats always do, promise really big things, get lots of money, and do nothing. Nothing at all. And consequently, this man who, by the way, punched out a 64-year-old, punched out a 67-year-old woman, broke her nose, fractured her orbital bone, attempted to kidnap a 7-year-old kid, uh, skipped his compliance date in court, attempted to uh, shove someone in front of the train. So uh, pardon me for not shedding a tear for Jordan Neely. I'm sorry for his situation. I'm sorry that people like Bill de Blasio made a lot of big promises and then basically were shysters. But it's not the Marines' fault. And so, uh, you know, put away your faux George Floyd uh, attempt at a second George Floyd coming. It ain't going to work. By the way, new poll reported on Newsmax today. Trump posts the biggest lead over DeSantis yet. 60% of Republican primary votes say they'd vote uh, Donald Trump over Ron DeSantis. There's a, there's a lot to be said about the dynamic that exists between Donald Trump leaving or, or running for president and, uh, and Tucker Carlson leaving Fox News. Because both uh, people have been elevated since leaving their previous positions. It's really, really similar. They're really, really similar because people... Uh, they know what they want. They know what they were getting from Tucker Carlson. They know what they were getting from Donald Trump. And uh, both of them were, uh, were put out of their position in an unceremonious uh, and, um, you know, questionable way. Let me just put it that way. Just a questionable way. The uh, Biden administration has abused you and me. For the last uh, two and a half years on the southern border, we've seen uh, fentanyl overdoses skyrocket. The largest uh, age group for fentanyl ODs is 12 to 18 years old. 108,000 people died of overdoses last year, 75% from fentanyl. Here is Corinne Jean-Pierre yesterday, and, and she's just so full of BS at this point, lying once again about the great effort that the government has done on the border and, and what they can expect with Title 42 fades into uh, into oblivion on Thursday. Now, as many of you are tracking, we have multiple agencies and multiple countries working together to humanely manage the border when Title 42, public health... Did, did, the, did the vice president ever find the, uh, the root sources of it? Order list the causes of it? On Thursday, just, never, just a couple of days. We never got that. Now, know. given all that House Republicans have had to say about our plan... You would think they'd have some grand alternative. Oh, they do actually. They've got a they've got a bill they're pa- they passed. But think again. Earlier this month, House Republicans voted to fire two thousand border control patrol agents, and this week they're taking up a bill that would. Want- Did you call that defunding the police? Once again, demonstrate that House <laughs> Republicans are more interested in campaigning on immigration than actually solving it. Um, you're the ones who created the problem. You're the ones who got rid of all of the measures that Donald Trump had taken that shut down the border. You only exist to lie and cover up the human wave you facilitated to the tune of 9 million people. They're saying in the 60 years of Ellis Island, in, in short shrift, we are going to pass that number of immigrants just over our southern border in the last two years. Coming up, Chrissy Clark, reporter of The Daily Caller, Newsmax contributor. Don't go anywhere.
Joe Biden's been asleep for years. This has to be a wake-up call and shine a bright spotlight on anything like this behavior anywhere. It's the Rob Carson Show. We got a special guest on the Newsmax Hotline. She is Chrissy Clark. She's a reporter for the Daily Caller, one of the go-to sites that I go to, which is why it's a go-to site. When I do show uh, prep every single day, also a Newsmax contributor, and uh, she's on the hotline, the Newsmax Hotline. Hi, Chrissy. How are you? Hey, Rob. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. A lot of crazy things happening in the uh, in the media sphere with the uh, cancellation of Tucker Carlson, uh, debate about why exactly that happened, um, uh, and a lot of people moving to Newsmax. Let's start with uh, your thoughts on Tucker Carlson's departure. I know this is a couple weeks ago, but what, what do you think it was all about, and, uh, and what do you, what would you like to see him do? I'm curious. Well, I get really frustrated when talking about the Tucker Carlson outing, because Fox will not give anybody, his viewers, a reason. And if they wanted to come out and, and give a reason, I have a feeling that it would be that Fox executives were thin-skinned when they saw his text, text messages criticizing Fox Nation and the platform and criticizing them for their leadership. And in my opinion, that makes you actually somewhat of a decent employee because it means that you care about the company that you work for. If you have criticism of the company, it means that you you care about the company enough to have a criticism, right? You care enough to want to make a platform that you work for better. But that's not how executives saw it. They saw him as somebody who might be more powerful than the network. And I think it's being proved right right now. I think Tucker Carlson can go wherever he wants right now and get a million subscribers in a day because he really is that powerful and people were more attracted to Tucker Carlson's voice than they are to the Fox News brand, which we see time and time again in the data that's come out about how Fox News viewers are leaving the network and interested in what Tucker has to say. I will say that I really do hope that he comes back to the Daily Caller as the Daily Caller was founded by Tucker Carlson. So I, um, I've been pushing for that, I got to say. But other than that, I whatever Tucker does, he will be successful. And I have quite literally no doubt, Rob. Um, I'm going to agree with you on the insubordination thing. Uh, I'm going to disagree on the uh, the reason being. Um, I think that the final straw was the January the 6th uh, expose on Monday, March 6th, and uh, Chuck Schumer saying, get rid of the story in the following Tuesday. Uh, I do not believe Tucker Carlson made that decision. And so uh, I think, and then a couple months later on a Friday, his last monologue, I detected uh, it was dripping with sarcasm. And, and I think that was uh, the final straw. But, you know, we, we, we agree to disagree. I do think, though, and, and you're a, uh, I, I don't know, you call yourself an influencer. You certainly are a, uh, a pundit. You are a, uh, a journalist to some degree. Um, but it is amazing how the technology has changed. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at your, your studio. You've got a studio uh tell me about how you got where you are particularly as a female conservative uh doing what you're doing to a national audience even without a network yeah i mean the daily caller has been an incredible backer of my work though so tucker has essentially backed the idea that independent journalists should be able to um obviously do incredible reporting over at the caller but also have voices that speak to this narrative as well and the importance of that so it is quite literally people like Tucker who have created organizations that platform people like me. Um, otherwise, I'd be subjected solely to going on Fox News, and that's just not conducive. Luckily, no. Newsmax has popped up in my lifetime and yes. in my career time, and I've been so blessed to be working at this network as well. But, you know, I look at stuff like um, 
like what Fox is doing using he, him pronouns or following uh, corporation guidelines. And as you can tell, I'm sure from my voice, I'm not exactly a rule follower. So it's nice to have the independent backing. And it's why I think organizations like Tucker in and of himself, like he is an organization, he is a brand. He'll do great in independent media because the lane has been carved out by other very successful people. But yeah. um, I'm very grateful for the spot that I've been in. I truly don't know how I ended up here, but I'm very grateful for it. it but it is remarkable because I remember a time when in broadcasting, if you wanted to be a guest on Fox, you literally, you did a phone call or you went to New York and they put you up and they take a town car to your, your hotel and you had to do an appearance. That's the way it was with all the networks. And now you literally, yeah. I, mean, I mean, I'm looking at your studio. You've got a professional television studio with a big screen TV in the back. All of that's come around in the last five or six years. It, it is really, I, I, when I see things like Tucker Carlson getting fired, of course it is uh, upsetting, but at the same time, uh, despite the government trying to crush conservative speech by labeling it disinformation or misinformation, so many venues have been opened up to all of us. I mean, I noticed you just passed, I think, 60, 50,000 uh, followers on uh, your YouTube channel. That's a nice beginning. Uh, you know, and, and on a local news broadcast, that'd be pretty damn good numbers, you know? And and then as yeah. it grows, you you have a real potential to reach a lot of people, like, like Steve Bannon. Here's a guy who just worked in the Trump administration. He's got, I mean, Tens of millions of followers. Uh, it is remarkable how the media uh, environment has changed, and and this is actually open opportunities for conservatives. Yeah, no, it's, it's changed the landscape a lot. I mean, I look at my numbers on TikTok, and this is uh, a very humble brag. I feel blessed to be in this position, but there are some videos that outflank a night at CNN. <laughs> so, nice. <laughs> and I'm just a mediocre influencer, so I look yeah. at people, someone like. Yeah, Tucker or Glenn Beck or somebody, and they have the opportunity to really just destroy um, corporate media in that aspect. It's crazy how the landscape has changed so dramatically, but I think it provides something that has been really desperate. Um, and Newsmax has done a great job of, I will say, yeah. is being authentic with the audience. And I think that's why people love Tucker. It's why audiences are flocking to Newsmax. It's why independent media is becoming more and more successful. Is People want to hear authentic conversations. They want to hear conversations like ours. They love conversations with Joe Rogan. Who thought that somebody would listen to podcasts for three hours? And people do it. Millions and millions of people do it. It's crazy. But Who the hell thought that I would be watching Russell Brand? I watch Russell Brand. I'm a, I wrote for Rush Limbaugh for 20 years. I watch Russell Brand. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> But that's what independent media provides for people, and I just think it's an awesome way, and I want to see more growth in that lane as opposed to this corporate backing that silences voices that don't believe in their preferred narrative. Now, let me ask you, Chrissy, as a, uh, as a conservative woman, uh, this, this on nonsense about transgenderism, which, by the way, when it comes to athletics, it only, uh, it, it only uh, basically, the only movement we're seeing in athletics is when men fail to become women to compete and beat women. You never see trans, uh, trans uh, men winning cleaning house. Uh, and I think this, this, uh, the reason why they're doing it is because they perceive, the left perceives women as weak, which is a further insult to women as they tread as they tread over women to the finish line and as they become women of the year do you think we've this this entire idiotic movement has reached its zenith and women are finally fighting back and saying ain't gonna do this anymore 
Oh, I still think we have a long way to go in terms yeah. of women fighting back. It's, yeah. it's actually incredibly frustrating to listen to young women. I'm 26, so I have friends my age that are like, eh, yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with you, but I'm not going to say anything. And I'm like, it's infuriating, Rob. It really is. We should be speaking up against this because I don't think that this is a left and right issue. While it's painted as left and right in media and in D.C., your average liberal does not agree that biological men can magically become biological women. That's not a thing. You talk to your average liberal here in Tennessee where I live, they don't think that way. People don't genuinely believe that. They want to be respectful, but no one really believes that. I just think we have a long way of go to empower people and honestly to silence the insane transgender activists. They, they have to understand that calling people racist and transphobic is not going to result in anything successful for them. It shouldn't be powerful to call somebody racist or transphobic because the words quite literally have no meaning anymore. You want to call me transphobic? That doesn't mean that I'm actually transphobic. It means I don't agree with you. (laughs) Yes, yes. And this this all started with racism. Chrissy, this started with racism. I remember when I first started in radio, there was uh, campuses, they'd say, scream racist when a conservative was speaking. It was a way to shut them down. And this is what the left does. Uh, now, you know, the, the uh, Dylan Mulvaney uh, was, uh, was uh, you know, I guess hired ostensibly to uh, be an ambassador, digital ambassador for Bud Light. We saw what happened. Let me hear from a woman's mouth why people were so angry about this incident. You know, it is actually insane. I There have been some incidents that are similar that I thought would gain this kind of backlash, and they never did. But I think the reason why this one is particularly insulting is because no one really believes that Dylan Mulvaney is a woman. There are some transgender activists out there. You look at someone <laughs> yes. named Blair White who, you know, he, he or she, whatever you want to call, you see the problem. You see the gender dysphoria. You see that this person is going through it, and you want to feel empathy for them. No one feels empathy for Dylan Mulvaney. I certainly don't feel empathy for Dylan Mulvaney. Dylan Mulvaney was a D-list Broadway actor who wanted to get famous and found out that he couldn't get famous being a man, so he decided he'd get famous for being a trans woman. It's just abject insanity that he's pushing this narrative on people. Bud Light, which is a very male-dominant brand, then goes out and insults their customer base and promotes Dylan Mulvaney and they expect no backlash, know your audience and just shut up and brew your damn beer. Yeah, and you know, Chrissy, here it is. It's an insult against women because this jackweed is literally making fun of women. This is my second 200 day as a girl. You know, and meanwhile, they're passing up women who've had 50 years on the planet as a woman. And this jackweed is doing, uh, you know, cosmetic commercials and Tampax commercials. It really is. Yeah, it's why? an insult. Insult. Why? I, like, I... I get the case for makeup. I will give. I will say, I get it. There are gay men. There are straight men that have to go on TV and wear makeup. I don't care how you advertise makeup. Makeup is a pretty generally inclusive thing. Okay, if we're gonna seed some sort of a point, but I'm not gonna seed the point on tampons being for Dylan Mulvaney. Okay, Dylan Mulvaney does not have the parts <laughs> to use a tampon. Why are we giving no. this partnership to Dylan Mulvaney? That makes yeah, quite yeah. literally no sense. I'm thinking trying to use a tampon as a man to be a very painful experience, but I, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying. Uh, then anthropology and the Navy tried the same thing. The Navy, and I don't think, by the way, the Navy guy's gay because no gay man would choose the stage name Harpy Daniels. Uh, I don't think, I don't think any gay man would actually do that. But, uh, but they've uh, relented on that because it was a giant backfire. Anthropology now has a guy dancing around in women's clothing. I mean, it's honestly, these brands are they just going to fall by the wayside one by one? Are they just going to all become buttons? light 
Oh, I hope so. I certainly <laughs> hope so. I look at something like anthropology, and again, you know, there's just there's room for people to. I don't know. I look at someone like Billy Porter, for instance, who's a, he's in Hollywood. He dresses in these ball gowns. But you know what? Billy Porter knows he's a man, okay? There's no questions, if ands, or buts about it. He's not trying to be some magical other gender. He just dresses in a way that is different. And you know what? Would I suggest it? Do I think it's something to look up to? No. But do I have a real problem with it? Also, no. Don't even then care. I look at something like what <laughs> anthropology is pushing on it. And I'm like, I don't need to see this man in a dress trying to promote women's clothes in a man's body, and then I see his balls. I like. I'm just trying to sell my Why do I have to see this man's balls? This is just insulting to me. Yeah, it is. It honestly is uh, insanity, and I and I keep saying that we need to come back from uh, nonsense to common sense. Uh, one final thing: you're a Gen Zer. I've got uh, my my son is 23, my daughter is uh, 17. Um, Gen, I just saw this headline: Gen Z singletons going sober on dates. Um, do you think that maybe all of this, the nonsense that Gen Z has had to gone through the last, even the last couple of years, has caused a, a bit of clarity for some of them to realize what's important, which is actual real human interaction, things like that? Or am I am I reading too much into this? No, I don't think you're reading too much into it. I just think that there is two very valid arguments, and they kind of go against each other. Yes, Gen Z sees the importance of you know maybe not uh, partaking in some of these risk averse, or they're very risk averse in general. But simultaneously, I think that it's, it's sad to see a lot of these kids not wanting to get their driver's license. Think about the day you were 16 years old and you couldn't wait to get your driver's license. Kids don't want to do that anymore. They don't want to drink. They don't want to go out on dates that they don't have, you know, complete clarity over the fact that they, they're not going to get rejected. The risk averseness is also quite scary in Gen Z, and it makes me sad. It's not like we want to encourage our kids to thin strength <laughs> yeah, yeah. but also you know we have to have some sort of risk in our lives so we teach our kids that they can fail that they can be resilient and without taking a risk there is no failure therefore there's no resiliency being built and that's a big flaw in gen z chrissy uh, can you hold on I, i'm very curious i want to know your opinion as a gen z woman and i want you to think about something because you are dating really if you're dating uh, uh you know you are dating uh, uh, uh presumably men that have been exposed mm -hmm. to pornography on the web their entire lives i want to know yeah. how that just changed the uh, the psyche of of, of young men. I want to get to that on the other side. If you if you don't mind holding, do you mind? No, not at all. All right, we'll have more with Chrissy Clark on the other side of this break. This is The Rob Carson Show. The left has been trying to get you to hate America for 50 years. And we're fighting it, and we're fighting it hard. Guess what? It ain't working. It's The Rob Carson Show. On the Newsmax Hotline, Chrissy Clark, uh, reporter for The Daily Caller, a podcaster, Newsmax contributor. Uh, and I want to ask you this. Uh, you are a Gen Zer, and uh, the, you are kind of, I guess, um, in, in a stage of your life where uh, men around your age uh, are dating, and they have been raised since they were in their adolescence with online porn. And I'm curious as to how that has affected the psyche of young men. I'm a Gen Xer, right? And, uh, you know, if you had some Playboys in your room, it was... And I'm just, I'm curious. I want to know how it's affected the psyche of young men and the women who are, uh, who are dating them. Yeah, I mean, it creates an unrealistic standard of what intimacy is supposed to look like. And I think it comes off the back of failure of sexual education classes in America right now, especially in public schools. Our sex education classes are much more focused on 
LGBT identification, lying to children, saying that boys can be girls and girls can be boys, instead of actually answering their questions about sexual education. And so kids are turning to the Internet to get their answers, and the Internet is filled with porn. So I think that's part of the issue. But secondary to that is instilling the correct values in young kids. I mean, where does your child turn to for guidance? Is it God? Is it a place where moral values are still high? Because if values that you instill in your child from a young age um, are focused on morality, then the porn crisis might be temporary in a lot of people's lives. Like you look at young adults um, that have issues and addictions and whatnot. Well, if they're turning to Christ, if they're turning to uh, organizations that will help to rehabilitate them and get away from addiction, I mean, that should be a calling for young women everywhere. Women need to be leaders in bringing men to church and vice versa. I mean, if we want to help people get out of addiction of all kinds, specifically of pornography, then we should be calling our young women. This should be a battle cry for them. Get your, your boy, your man, get them to church and vice yeah. versa. Yeah, you know it's odd because my my daughter's girlfriend, uh, my my daughter's boyfriend, takes her to church. It's pretty cool. Let me ask you this finally: yeah. uh, Do you think uh, do you think Joe Biden is going to be the nominee? Do you think Joe Biden is going to make it through the race, let alone a second term, if he wins? Uh, just your thoughts on this organically. What do you think is happening? Is he going to be indicted? Is Hunter going to be indicted? Is the wheels going to fall off of this? What do you think? No, I mean I think Joe Biden. Like, if I'm going to be blunt about it, I just don't think the DNC is going to allow Joe Biden not to be the nominee, which is sad when you look at the data. I mean, there's he's got a 56% disapproval rating among Americans. Just at least give it a shot. I mean, it's like being Katanji <laughs> Brown-Jackson. Do you really know that you got appointed because you're smart and you're educated and you're the bright fit for the Supreme Court? Or are you getting the nominee nomination because of your race? It's like, are you getting the nomination, Joe Biden, because people actually want you or because the DNC is protecting you? To me, I just don't think it's, it's a fair process. We should be having primaries. I'm just lost on how that came about. RFK is pulling in double digits. Now, I don't think RFK is a viable candidate, but also he's pulling in double digits. That's yeah. not to be laughed at or shirked at. No, not at all. Uh, when you look at 20%, and, and, and you know some of the things he's saying are a little out there, but a lot of it is uh, is the truth. I literally got booted off of YouTube because I posted a video of his about COVID that turned out to be true. Uh, Chrissy Clark, I really appreciate your time today. It's been very enlightening, and I'd love to have you on again soon. Where can people find you all over the interweb? Of course, yeah. You can find me on YouTube at The Reaction with Chrissy Clark or on TikTok and Instagram at the Chrissy Clark. All right, have a glorious week, and we'll have you on again soon. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. This is The Rob Carson Show. And this is the last hour of The Rob Carson Show. Here's the number. It's 800-922-6680. 800-922-6680. Debt ceiling debate, I guess. Uh, Kevin McCarthy is going to the White House, and they're going to hash it out. You know, I'm just I'm kind of done. To be honest, I, I've been following this forever, and the federal government always does the same thing. Uh, the Democrat Party, Catterwall, said the world's going to end because the government's going to shut down. We're going to default on our loans. The Republicans capitulate, and we continue the out-of-control spending. We enable them. We enable them to continue the madness. And I honestly, I mean, you look at, oh, the, the world is going to end if we default. And certainly I don't want to default on, uh, on our debt, but dear God in heaven, we've been skirting this, and we've been flirting with this for how long? We've been flying by the seat of our pants forever. And it's gotten to, uh, where, where are we now? 
We're 32, well, over $30 trillion in debt. They want to raise the debt ceiling to $31.5 trillion. We have no ability whatsoever to pay that. The, the debt service on the debt alone is, is going to become unaffordable. I mean, honestly, if you look at all the things that could happen if we default, would it be worse than, I don't know, the year 2020 in America or the year 2021 in America? With the government completely shutting down everything, including all businesses, like it could get worse? Really? Aren't you just tired of this nonsense? Are you tired of these, these games they do every damn year? We don't have enough money. We don't have enough money. Well, show us you doing something well with it. Show us uh, where 60% of Pentagon assets, real estate, show us why they don't show up on paper. Show us why there's so much corruption and malfeasance. Show us why there's so much graft with regard to COVID funds and fraud. Show us why the hell you deserve for us to give you our trust to manage anything. But they're going to do it again today. They're going to do this dance. And what's going to happen? The government's going to stay open. We're going to continue to go down the debt path. Nothing's going to get done. They might be able to reel in the spending levels to the record levels in 2022. Wouldn't you like that? Wouldn't you like to be where you were in 2020? Wouldn't you like to be? You know, maybe maybe you've experienced a blow in your finances. Have you, have you gone through that where you make it a good amount of money and then you just go, I've done that. I've done that. There were times that I would have given anything to the, you know, the, the money that I was making last year. <laughs> it, is, it is remarkable. It is remarkable. And I've I got to tell you, I'm just damn sick and tired of it. I'm tired of the fear porn about everything. We went through two years with, with nonsensical COVID restrictions and nonsensical uh, fear-mongering by everybody. And here we go again, using fear again. If we don't uh, raise the debt ceiling, by God, oh, everything's going to go to hell in a handbasket, and the government's going to have to live without like you have had to do for the last 20, 30 years of your lives. It is utterly ridiculous. We'll see what happens. But honestly, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it because it's the same old crap. It's the same old crap. Show me a breakthrough. Show me where you cut spending. Show me where you go back to 20, 2010 levels. How about that? Then I'll be impressed. But in the meantime, until you audit this federal government for all the waste, until we have what I would love to see, a convention of states where we cut the size of the federal government, get rid of redundant agencies, return the power to the states, I honestly, I'm, I'm just not interested anymore. I'm tired of the nonsense. Tired of the mental masturbation about it, to be quite honest. Really is ridiculous. Let's go to Mike in Nottingham. Hello, Mike. Welcome to the show. Your thoughts on, on the debt ceiling today. Hello, Rob. I agree with you. We should go back to 2010 spending. Uh, what uh, the Democrats don't tell you is we, uh, even if the debt ceiling isn't increased, we still have $400 billion about uh, in, uh, money coming into the federal government, almost $5 trillion a year. Social Security, Medicare, veterans' benefits, uh, things will still be paid. Uh, but we've got to cut spending. Yes. 
Yeah, Mike, I, I agree, and it's it's about damn time because you know you you look at like for instance uh, right now in big tech, and I'm not uh, shedding any tears for them. There are massive layoffs happening across the board. Places like Amazon, places like Google, places like Facebook. Uh, let's talk about what happened with the Keystone XL pipeline. How about we do some of that to the federal government? Tell me there aren't people in the federal government that uh, whose jobs could be eliminated. Nothing against those of you who had federal jobs. I get it. But honestly, when you, if you think there is a fat to be cut from America's private sector, then surely there is some serious fat to cut from the federal government. Wouldn't you agree, sir? You're 100% correct, Rob. I agree with you. Great All right, bro. point. Have a great day, Mike. I do Thank appreciate you. it. Yep, yep. Title 42 also is going to be ending on Thursday. Uh, the Biden administration is blaming Trump for it, even though it's been a, it's been a uh, well, it, it's, it's a policy. You, there's no there's no blaming anybody about it. You, you're the only people you can blame are the people who are in charge in the White House. It is a purposeful, cloward piven plan for the destruction of the country. It used to be about brown people voting. That's what it was. Ain't that anymore. It's about wrecking the country. It's about upsetting the balance of power. It's about not only getting votes, certainly with the Democrat Party, they'll figure out a way by hook or by crook to get illegals to vote, but also it's about wrecking the country everything the democrat party does right now C- tell me where the end is tell me where the end is for the transgender movement where, where's the finish line for the insanity of the transgender movement where's the finish line on federal spending where's the finish line on infrastructure spending where's the finish line i want to know where the finish line is where are we going with all this nonsense there is no finish line there is no this is america perfect it's about wrecking the country that's what it's all about this is uh, De- House Democrat Chair Pete Aguilar talking about the bur- border surge, which is because of policy and attempting to blame climate change. We need an orderly process. I agree with you, Joe. Uh, that's, that's Why haven't you done it until now? Why haven't you even talked about it until now, you buffoon? Why have you let 9 million people come across the border in the last two and a half years? Absolutely something that we need to do. Uh, what we what House Democrats want to also make sure that we focus on are these root causes of migration. You know, people are... Yeah, why haven't you figured that out? We had a border czar who said she was going to do that two years ago. Fleeing in difficult and dangerous conditions. They're fleeing economic issues. They're fleeing because of climate change, and they aren't able uh, to farm the land that they used to... Show me the crop yields for every country in Central and South America and tell me how climate change has stopped that or are you just pulling numbers out of your butt climate change dear god we had a we had a hurricane in Florida last year that was caused by climate change why aren't people streaming out of Florida to go to Mexico oh yeah maybe because climate change isn't the reason and you're just making it up God, I'm so tired of this nonsense. Farm uh, with, with uh, right, hurricanes. Right, Congressman, I, I totally get this, but we've been saying this for three, four, five, ten, fifteen years. There is a massive crisis at the southern border. Created by policy. End of discussion. That's what it is. It was created by the Biden administration. It could be stopped by the Biden administration, but they refuse to do so. End of discussion. It's nonsensical to think otherwise. Even the Border Patrol agents believe it. This entire operation is a sad joke. The Border Patrol Union is tearing into the DHS for telling migrants and smugglers where and when it'll conduct targeted enforcement two days before Title 42 expires. It's all nonsense. Look at how they treated the Border Patrol agents. They said they were whipping Haitian migrants. They weren't. They were riding horses. They were using their bridles to steer the horses.
and they threw them under the bus. Nobody ever came back and apologized because they don't care about law enforcement. They don't care about border enforcement, and I'm sick of the crap. Just sick of it. And then in Democrat cities, uh, did you hear yesterday? You know, they, they've approved uh, reparations in California, I guess. The reparations committee has. Now they're sending it to see if people are going to go for it. And it's like a million and a half dollars for every black person in California, even though, you know, think about all the, uh, all the black people in California. Don't you suppose there's uh, criminals? Don't you suppose there's people who failed in their life choices, as there are with any ethnic group? But everybody gets rewarded in California. Everybody's going to get recorded in California, even though California wasn't a slave state. Michael Savage, Dr. Michael Savage, friend of this show, fan of my TV show, last night on Newsmax, talked about finally saying, you know what? I think I'm kind of done with Cali. Well, I'm tired of talking about it as though I owe somebody something when I paid through the nose over and over again. High taxation. I've had jobs stolen from me as a result of affirmative action, which was a form of reparations. I've paid criminal levels of taxation to support people on the bottom, black, white, and others yeah. who do not work. I've paid extraordinary taxes, Eric, to support police and jails and God knows what else. So no matter what the failing is in your life, in your miserable, wretched life, and I'm not saying every, everybody this and that, but people make mistakes. Doesn't mean you get a million five payday from people who struggle and suffer and work two or three jobs every single day. People who don't work, I'm sick of it, and I'm not the only person sick of it. And I sent the governor a personal letter the other day, and I said, Mr. Newsom, this is the last straw. If you push this forward, I'm out of here. I have a house in Florida. I love the geography of California. Yeah, yeah. I have ties to California. I've lived there since 74. I'm going. I'm gone. There'll be nobody left if you do this. I'm not sure what they're trying to do, if they're trying to start a race war or whatever. Uh, we heard at this California meeting in Oakland, they said that Biden better adopt a reparations platform to the Democrat Party. And I said, if reparations ever becomes national, I will stop paying taxes. One thousand percent. I will stop every damned dime. Arrest me. I don't even care. Nonsense. Let's go to Ed in Tucson, Arizona. Ed, how you doing, my friend? What are your thoughts today? Uh, what I wanted to say, uh, Rob, is is when I was a kid, I we used to say one nation under God, and I don't think it is one nation anymore. I'm just so frustrated with everything that's going on that you talk about all the time. Well, Ed, I, I hope I'm not uh, getting you down. I try to every day, uh, and maybe today I haven't done as good a job, but I try to look at things optimistically. I, I try to look at ways that we are winning, Ed, and we are. We are winning. It's just there are a lot of trials and uh, tribulations that are going to occur before then. Uh, we've got some really yeah. great things happening. Tomorrow there's uh, some really big charges coming out against the Biden crime family. That's a positive. Uh, you know, uh, Newsmax is back on DirecTV. Fox News is going down in flames. Bud Light is going down in flames. So we are having some wins here, Ed. People are speaking out. So I, I hope that I'm uh, not bringing you down, bro, because that's not my no. intent. No, you're not bringing me down, Rob. It's It's not you at all. It's just you know, I'm. I see the wins. I try to be a positive person myself. I just get so frustrated. It seems like uh, like conservatives are always look trying to trying to find you like you say find the end, and it doesn't seem like they ever want to make anything better on the left. Well, you know, it, it seems like just when we've descended. 
uh, the furthest we can go, we descend a little bit more. But I, but I do feel, feel uh, there are some rays of light. Uh, I think as far as freedom of expression, we're, we're doing a turnaround there. Elon Musk has done wonders for that. I think some amazing things are going to happen with Tucker Carlson, regardless of what he does. Fox has been exposed. The disinformation industrial complex has been exposed. So I think we've hit bottom. It's just a matter of uh, how quickly we're able to uh, dig our ways out. I appreciate the phone call. Chris, you hold on. Dominic, you hold on. You'll be up next. This is The Rob Carson Show. If you don't like his opinion, see the First Amendment and get back to us. It's the Rob Carson Show. One of my goals every day is to, uh, well, I should say one of my mantras in broadcasting is entertain, inform, and motivate people to do good. I've always done that. I've always thought that the most important thing I could do uh, is not only entertain and inform, but also to just uh, make you feel good about things and make you want to do more. Uh, I don't know. It, it's kind of amorphous in its uh, in its founding, but I, I just feel like I should use the uh, the platform for more than just me. Um, and so uh, if, you're, if you're feeling down about the country, uh, I hope it's not because of the show, because there are some very good things happening in the country that are, uh, that are very positive. Uh, for instance, uh, Joe Biden has the lowest approval rating of any president, uh, not even lower. Listen, even lower than Jimmy Carter. All right. This is CNN. Well, Kate, it's very early in the process, but this poll does show some challenging figures for President Biden as he's just under two weeks into his reelection campaign. One of the concerns that voters have expressed have to do with his mental sharpness. If you take a look at this poll, only 32 percent of voters said that the president, who is 80 years old, has the mental sharpness to serve effectively. Compare that. to OK, so there's the, the polling is in the crapper. Uh, you've been told that he's the most popular president ever, did more votes than Barack Obama, even though he didn't campaign. And then right after he got elected, he had really low poll numbers as a Democrat. They tried to prop him up. They tried to follow him to ice cream stores, say, oh, the dear leader's eating ice cream. Oh, my God. What happened to that summer? Remember the summer of 2021? Oh, Mr. The dear leader's eating ice cream. That's gone. All right. The bud's off the road. That's positive. Uh, tech workers, a lot of tech workers at places like Google that have been tools of the state, their stock is plummeting, plummeting into the toilet. And a lot of people are losing their jobs in the tech sector. Uh, and, uh, and by the way, Twitter was uh, purchased by Elon Musk, and they fired 80% of the staff. And guess what? It's doing really well. It's doing really, really well. How cool is that? So that's, that's some good news. That's some good news. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Disney is down because people say, you know what? We're not going to have woke nonsense. We're going to not let Disney, the place that has been the safe place for families and children forever, we're not going to allow it to change. And guess what? People aren't going to Disney. So there's a lot of, uh, you know, just the whole exposure of the disinformation industrial complex. That's big. The fact that we know now and tomorrow we're going to find out about all these Biden bank records. And I mean, I'm serious. So people are going to be arrested on this. I, I am hoping and praying. I mean, there's always a possibility of, uh, of a pardon and whatnot, but this ain't going away. This is effectively ending the Biden presidency. We will see what happens tomorrow. So, uh, you know, uh, try not to, to get down. I know it is. And listen, I go through the same thing every day. <laughs> But, but every day I wake up and I go, what can we do? What can we look for as an opportunity to turn this thing around? And, uh, and so stay, you know, do your best to stay positive. I know it's hard. And it's going to be really hard this week because Title 42, 
people are just done. I mean, we're so there's so much anger, so much just uh, righteous indignation right now. We just need to say no to all of it. No to the nonsense. We're not just going to be engines of taxation and production. It's absolute bull crap. Let's go to Chris, one of my buddies, my favorite caller, one of my favorite callers in uh, Fort Worth. Chris, how you doing, bro? My man, my man, I love you, Rob, my man. <laughs> What's up, buddy? This is your man, Chapman Chris, here in Fortress, Fort Worth. Hey, look, guy, uh, I'm, I'm really upset. My, my state is being invaded. It's not a, a mass migration. It's a mass invasion. Yeah. I know. I'm very upset. You know, I even went and uh, voted uh, on the 6th for the Fort Worth City Council. Fortunately, thank God, the people I count, counted on won, voted on one. And, and, and I'm seeing what's going to happen in 48 hours, 48 hours. And I, I know there's going to be a mass riot down there. I, I, and, and, and that stuff's coming my way. I'm here in Fort Worth. Can't I'm imagine. Fort Texas. Yeah. And, 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 I don't, and, and I just boil, it's making me boiling mad that the federal government is in cahoots with the cartel. Yeah. They're killing our children. I, I can't see any humor in this. I love to talk to you, and I always like to say a joke. Uh-uh. This Panther City Tiger's pissed. But I'm no. an old man. I'm a poor man. You know, I told you a couple weeks ago, I only got $1,000 in my account. I'm lucky enough to have that. But I, 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 I'm too old to go down there and fight. But I, I have family in Conroe and the Houston area. Uh, and uh, they're not on a border, but it's going to come to them before it comes to me. And, I, and my my state, my beautiful state, I'm a Texan. My family's all Texan. And we're going to get baited, and the whole world is invading us, and our government is doing nothing about it, and it's making me cry. Yeah, I know, I and i got to tell you, listen, Chris, Chris, i got to tell you, I mean, your governor, he's got to get off his ass. You know, yeah. um, you know, the, we ought to have every damn National Guardsman in, in Texas down on that border. And, and you know Absolutely. what? If the federal government loves it, you can kiss my butt as far as I'm concerned. Because uh, Greg Abbott is dropping the ball. I, I like Ken Paxton, the AG of Texas. But I'm going to tell you, uh, if I were the governor of Texas, I'd say to hell with the federal government. I am taking this into my own hands. It is ridiculous. Chris, i got to run, bro. Hang in there, man. I'm serious. Do your level best. And uh, we're going to get through this. Um, like I said, this is the new American revolution. It's a peaceful revolution. We've got to turn this country around, and it's got to happen this year. Last half hour of the show right ahead. Don't go anywhere. Dominic, you hold on. You're next. Say it loud and proud. Let's go, Brandon. It's the Rob Carson Show. Kind of funny, uh, Richard Dreyfus was in a uh, an interview, <clears throat> and he was talking about uh, uh, Lawrence Olivier's uh, 1965 blackface uh, performance in a rendition of uh, Othello. I didn't know about this. And, uh, and apparently there was like a film study teacher in 2021 was fired for showing the, uh, the film in class. And, uh, and Richard Dreyfus says that uh, you're just wearing a costume. And listen, there was a time when blackface was meant to uh, keep women from being, or, or uh, black people to, from acting. I mean, in the early 1920s, we all know Al Jolson and whatnot. That's what blackface was used for. Uh, also, uh, you might mention in, in uh, William Shakespeare's time, women were not able to act. 
And so uh, men dressed up like women. That's where that came around. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and now, you know, like I, I just saw a Tropic Thunder, which is a really funny movie, which has uh, gotten some heat from some groups 20 years later. I don't even care. Where Robbie Downey Jr. plays an actor who's playing a white actor who becomes, literally changes the pigment of his skin to become a black actor. And it's hilarious. It's hilarious. But uh, apparently the, uh, the Motion Picture Academy of Arts and Scientists announced that it's going to require films to meet extensive diversity standards, which will uh, kill the art of it, right? It will. Uh, you know, it's, it's ridiculous. Because you know what? When you act, you're pretending to be somebody else that you're not. So you don't have to be a black person to play a black person. You don't have to be a white person to play a white person. I just saw Christmas Carol over Christmas. Half the cast was black. Was uh, 1850s uh, London half black? No, didn't matter to me. I didn't care. You know, I didn't even care if Scrooge was an Indian guy. I didn't care. It's acting. It's acting. Here's Richard Dreyfus with a moment of clarity. And by the way, he's a liberal. He's not a. He's not a. He's not a leftist. Uh, my friend Mark. I got a friend named Mark Reardon. He works at KMOX in St. Louis. I've been doing movie reviews forever, and he goes to CPAC every year. Guess who's there? Richard Dreyfus is there, and he goes into all the media. You know. It's, it's, he's, a, he's a really remarkable man, and he is left of center. He's wrong about everything, don't get me wrong, but at least he's the original liberal, which means open-minded. Here is Richard Dreyfus on uh, Hollywood's new quotas. Starting in 2024, films will be required to meet new inclusion standards to be eligible for the Academy Awards for Best Picture. They'll have to have a certain percentage of actors or crew from underrepresented racial and ethnic groups. What do you think of these new inclusion standards? They make me vomit. This is an art form. No one should be telling me that I have to give in to the latest, most current idea of what morality is. Are we really risking hurting people's feelings? And I'm sorry, I don't think that there's a minority or a majority in the country that has to be catered to like that. Are we crazy? Do we not know that art is art? Yeah, and if you do something like this, you're going to make it suck. I'll just uh, put, it, to put it that way. You're going to make it terrible. But that's what the left does. They always ruin everything. <laughs> um, now, Richard Drive is a good actor. Uh, uh, Lori Lightfoot, a bad actor. She is uh, the failed mayor of Chicago. She ushered in a, uh, a rise in crime unseen in Chicago history with idiotic policies like uh, defund the police. And now that she has been effectively fired by the voters and uh, a, a worse than socialist mayor has been elected in her stead, which says to me, Either Chicago is completely screwed or maybe, I don't know, the elections are uh, a little questionable thanks to a lot of union money. But anyway, here is uh, Lori Lightfoot blaming the curb stopping she got and removal from office on what else? Come on, say it with me. Yeah, the R word racism. Look, there's no question, Reverend Al, that there are some people uh, in Chicago and across the country that don't want mayors like me to succeed. There's a reason why in 20... Now, of course, she's referring to the color of her skin, which is nonsensical. 20, part of Trump's national strategy was to go after um, cities and mayors like me, by name. Like me, who look like me, black, 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 black. By city, 
um, not just me, um, but also uh, Keisha uh, Lance Bottoms in Atlanta, Muriel Bowser um, in mm-hmm. uh, Washington, D.C. You know, you know, rather than casting aspersions on people who criticize you for your failings, how about realizing what your failings have done to people of your race? Okay, uh, realize what you and Keisha Lance Bottoms and, uh, and whoever the hell else have done to your cities and what you've also done to your image. Okay, if you really want to go down that road, let's go there. But I'll also point out Ted Wheeler in Portland. He's a white guy, terrible mayor, for the former Jenny Durkin, 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 Seattle. She's terrible, too. And you want to know the unifying characteristic? It's not that they're black. It's that they're stupid Democrats. See, and when you, the person with the biggest megaphone and biggest stage attacks you in a way, biggest failing. way that Trump attacked us, it unleashes a set of forces uh, that are hard to control. Those dog whistles that were blown in 2020 are still resonating. Um, how did uh, black mayor get elected in in your place then today and it was fed by the uncertainty and the anger and then funded by- now you're just a terrible mayor that's all end of discussion mic drop there you go uh let's go to dominic and aberdeen wants to comment dominic you uh, you work for the government you say that uh the federal government could use a little trimming yeah hey thanks for taking my call rob i uh, watch a show on saturdays i love newsmax Appreciate what you guys are doing. Yeah. Um, I, I guess my overall point is that the model that they use to hire and sustain and maintain the workforce needs to be looked at because we've got folks that stay and stay and stay. They get they get stagnant. They don't want to you know do something new, or uh, you know it just gets gets very slow in terms of getting things moving, and so. Yeah. I, I really think that the appropriations folks really in, in the future need to change the model of how the federal government manages its workforce, not just with the DOD. I would say that it's probably systemic with all the, de- the departments. And, and I, you know, I've seen firsthand sometimes, and I have in the past, being in the government for almost 40 years now in many capacities, uh, that th- there's a lot more that can be done in how we manage the workforce. Yeah, so, but- And it sickens me because we spend so much money, not just the DOD, but the the, the, the appropriations uh, bills that come out. It's a lot of money, and God, I'm sure there's some significant savings that can be made. And so that's my point. Um, and uh, but you see, you see a lot of this work, but you but you see a lot of this in your with what you've done over forty years in government. You see a lot of people either going through the motions. You see a lot of waste that's right there in front of you. And, and you say what the twenty percent of the of the federal government workforce could be, or at least you know maybe even acquisitions. What that could be downsized budget could be downsized without I, impacting I, things yeah, significantly. You know, I may get in trouble for saying this on the air, but. Personally, I think they can make a 10, 15 percent cut. Not, I'm talking, I'm talking departments all over the, the government. Yeah. Probably can get away with that. Um, that's just from my perspective and viewpoint. Yeah. Um, I could be off, but I, I really think that the appropriations folks need to figure out, look at how we hire and manage our workforce. All right, Dominic, I appreciate it. You know, um, and I'll tell you, I work in an industry that is um, hell. All right, I'll just tell you, uh, radio particularly has, uh, it can be hell. 
And uh, back in about 1999-2000, there was a a major acquisition movement in uh, corporate radio. And uh, radio needed to adjust its costs. Now, they did it for their own reasons. I'm not going to disparage them. But I will tell you, uh, radio got cleaned. Um, you don't have uh, frequently live music jocks are a dime a dozen now. Uh, you don't see midday jocks. You see them voice tracked from other markets. By the way, AI is here. And when that happens, I'll tell you what, sagging after, you better be on this because uh, voice acting, uh, personalities, going to go out the window unless you nip this in the bud. Uh, but anyway, overnights, gone. Used to have an overnight guy doing overnight, gone. Okay, uh, evening, 7 to midnight, gone. Uh, PM drive, if you're lucky, there may be a live announcer in your studio, probably in a larger market. Uh, middays, gone. 10 to 2, forget about it. Voice tracked in from another market. You, you're, you're living in Boston, there's somebody doing middays in Poughkeepsie. It, you know, that's just the way it is. And I would venture to say, if you look at personnel in broadcasting alone, Probably at least a 50% reduction in the number of employees on air in the last 20 years. So as far as people complaining that, oh, my God, oh, we can't cut cut government. I, I come from a position of watching studio rows wherever I've worked be lined with empty studios. Completely. It Look, it's Mix 105.5. There you go. You walk in. Lights are off completely automated and uh, so you know what if private sector can do it uh, federal government can probably get away with that as well and uh, you better start reading the writing on the wall so let's go to Claude in Arbutus hello there Claude welcome to the show what's on your mind today well brother a lot of things on my mind this this thing with the guy how did he get killed in New York anyway this mental case oh you mean Jordan Neely yeah Jordan Neely well, Jordan Neely was threatening people on uh, on the uh, on the uh, pla- or on the uh, the subway. He was saying that he didn't care if he died today. Uh, this is on the heels of 42 arrests, two for physical assault and an attempted ki- kidnapping of a seven-year-old. He was high on uh, self-medicated um, uh, synthetic marijuana, among other things, and a marine stepped in and uh, and put him out. Well, we he killed him. Well, they said that he died of a neck compression injury. Uh, they still haven't said anything about a toxicology report, so I'm going to leave that one be. Um, but clearly, uh, this guy was a danger to other people on the subway. Several people stepped in to stop him. One of them just happened to be a Marine who, when the man lost consciousness, they uh, had been in touch with the police and with paramedics to arrive on the scene, took him to the hospital where he passed away. Okay, well, here's the thing. The law says that you can... You can you can use self-defense to defend somebody else in distress. You can use the level of force necessary to repel the attack. Yeah, that's why I think this case is going nowhere. So if the guy was out of control and, and then he was on spice, you can't control people on spice because I used to be in the police department. People yep. are crazy when they're on that stuff. They're strong and it's just as bad as being on flacca. But, yep. you know, and here's the mess up thing in this country. I served my country, not my country, not a veteran, but I served the fire service for 20 years. And I asked Tunnel for to Towers to help me with some financial problems I'm having, and they flat right turned me down. So I'm going to try to see if I can ever get to Sean Hannity to see if he would help me. Well, Claude, uh, uh, you know, all I can do is tell you to hang in there and keep fighting. 
I uh, appreciate your service as a law enforcement officer. Um, and I'm going to tell you right now. Thanks, Claude. Uh, it, it, like, for instance, when my son was, uh, I think it was about a year old, we flew, uh, and we were going to Hawaii, and this guy went nuts on the uh, seat a couple rows up for me. He was a paranoid schizophrenic. He was off his meds. This was right before 9-11, by the way. It's not after. He would have been dead if it were after 9-11. He would have been killed on the plane. They would have taken him out. Um, but if somebody was uh, behaving that way on an airplane, like uh, this, this uh, Jordan Neal was acting on the, uh, on the uh, uh, subway, and, and he was a violent person. He was high on synthetic weed. Uh, he had assaulted people, tried to kidnap a child. He was, you know, in, in, New, in, in Washington, D.C., do you realize the average murderer has been arrested 14 times before they eventually murder? What was next? Uh, if Jordan Neely were on an airplane, I would have twisted his head off. All right? That he was on a subway doesn't make a difference to me either. And I know it makes me a terrible person, but no, it doesn't. There's a point where someone, the good guy, steps in for a good reason, and he did what had to be due. It's a terrible thing that happened. But you know Bill de Blasio and his wife got a billion dollars in 2015 to combat mental illness. $850 million of it, gone. They don't even know where it went. And we've got incidents like this happening all over the place. So rather than looking at a Marine who was a hero in this instance, look at the jerks who were in charge who took your money and did nothing. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. They impeached our president twice for nothing. The truth is simple, and it's right before our eyes. They raided his home. I don't know what to be concerned about. No one, no one seems to. And they call us extremists and fascists for supporting him. Yeah, we're done with all that. It's the Rob Carson Show. Newsmax is reporting a verdict has been reached uh, in the E. Jean Carroll versus Trump case. I'm waiting for details uh, on that, um, but uh, apparently that has happened. There's a lot of uh, things happening uh, with regard to uh, news, and I would encourage you to check out Newsmax when you do. I watch it, literally have it on in studio. i got a smart TV in the studio, and it's nice to have uh, to have on. Uh, and if you want to vote in our Newsmax poll, do you want Tucker to go to Newsmax? What do you think? How cool would that be? Uh, just go ahead and uh, text the word event to 39747, 39747, 39747 if you'd like to... Uh, if you would like to take part in the poll and, and you know send us a message, you think you think you ought to be on our team? I would love it. I think it'd be fantastic. Be fantastic. So now Joe Biden is going after dishwashers. Appliances could have twenty seven percent less power, thirty four percent less water. In New White House crackdown to fight climate change, which is a joke. The United States is a postage stamp compared to the uh, land mass of the rest of the world. We produce about fifteen percent of the emissions, and changing your dishwasher won't do anything. Getting rid of your gas stove won't do anything. At all. They don't matter. They don't matter. Climate change is not real. That's why they had to change it from global coaling to global warming to climate change. It's a joke. You don't believe me? Look at all the politicians who espouse climate change and say you should live in a a crappy little house and drive a crappy little electric car. They ride in motorcades and they build homes by the ocean. So you're being played if you believe that nonsense. That said, Joe Biden's Department of Energy quietly released tighter rules for home appliances on Friday as millions of people across the country prepared to celebrate Cinco de Mayo. Here's how bad your dishwasher is going to suck. 3.2 gallons of water versus 5. Why? Three-fourths of the world's surface is covered by water. Thought you should know. We don't have to preserve water unless you're in a drought situation and there are water restrictions. 
Yeah. And, and this is the media. The media, they don't think it's a big deal because literally just a couple weeks ago, here's what the media was saying about your belief that Joe Biden was going to take away gas stoves. You might think that the U.S. government is coming for your gas stove. That is a new and absolutely ridiculous one. Turns out Fox News and Republicans are up in arms because they say the government is coming to take your stoves. What Republicans are saying is, damn it, they're going to take your gas stove. The GOP have been stoking a ridiculous new freakout about gas stoves. No one is taking your gas stove. The right wing freakout over the use of. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm thinking the media does not have a lot of credibility. At this point, right, right. Here, here's the media talking about the COVID lab leak that we know it actually came from a lab. Lab leak is a theory with no evidence whatsoever. There is zero evidence that this virus came out of a lab in China. There's no suggestion that this was cooked up in some sort of lab. There's no evidence that there's that conspiracy theory that we've heard going around uh, was leaked from a lab. A conspiracy theory to the Chinese. I mean, that's just an example. I mean, the media. Is is always right on everything else, like uh, Hunter Biden's laptop being uh, Russian disinformation, right? They were all on board with it being real, right? They have said that this is has all the care. Four, five former heads of the CIA, both parties, say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. More than 50 former intelligence officials signed on to a letter yesterday saying that the New York Post story about Hunter Biden's emails has, quote, all of the classic earmarks of a Russian disinformation campaign this is what the president was just talking about the letter signatories span yeah, there you go so you could trust the uh, government they wouldn't uh, try to take your your gas stove away although they did in uh, in new york state new construction no gas stoves no gas water heaters no gas uh, furnaces which is kind of stupid i mean exceedingly stupid because you see we became energy dependent again, even though we are sitting on oceans of natural gas and fossil fuels. And the reason being is Joe Biden wants everything electric so the Chinese Communist Party can enrich themselves. Hence the, uh, the massive battery plants being built in Michigan. Hence the federal mandate to electrify all vehicles. Do you get it yet, kids? Yeah, you should. Let's take a break. Come back and wrap this thing up. This is The Rob Carson Show. All right, so the E. Jean Carroll BS uh, ruling will come out at 3 o'clock today. We don't know what it is. Have a glorious day, guys. Stay strong. Stay positive. Check out the podcast, newsmax.com slash listen. And until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. I'll see you then. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.